Plump Goops podcast. Welcome back to the writer's room, everyone. This is episode 10 of the show where each, each week I have a new guest on to come on, help me outline a chapter in the larger story of the podcast. After we do that, I go off on my own, write it into screenplay form, and at the very end of the episode, we have voice actors act out the scene that we just wrote. My name is Cam Barth. I am the host, and every host has to have a guest. And my episode 10 very special guest today is... Riley Winkus. Hello, everyone. Woo! Woo! Um, yeah, what's going on? How's it going? It's going good. You know, another day in the life. Yeah, fall is about to happen. Really pumped. It is happening, actually. In Texas. So I'm not in Texas right now, but typically I, I, I find myself in Texas often. What's happening right now is what we call in Texas fake fall where we have like a week or two of it like cooling down to like maybe the 70s and it happens around this time and then it immediately immediately once that's over it rockets back up to like mid 90s for another month or so. Texas is a lawless place and that makes a lot of sense for Texas. I mean you're you're from Florida. I'm from Florida so I'd say there's like that one day in November where it hits maybe 50 something and the girls break out their Uggs Right. But other than that, I'm nearly positive it's probably 80 in Florida right now. Right. And then it'll be like a cool 70 at night and people will be in their parkas because they're like yes. pretending seasons happen. Seasons are jarring and that I didn't realize that spring semester in Boston was winter. Fall was really exciting for me, but I did not realize what was to come. Fall in Boston, honestly, is nice. Like I expected, nice. I expected to go into, go into like college in Boston being like fall, winter semester, I'll be, I'll be freezing. That'll be the freezing time. And then afterwards, when I come back for the spring semester, it'll be all nice and the weather yeah. will be beautiful, but that's just not the case. We maybe get like one it's... nice week in the whole spring semester. The spring semester, you get one nice week if you're lucky. I feel like... Yeah. Last time it was freezing until mid-May. It was yeah. it was hell on earth. So just uh, letting everyone know. Every like every year, the when like the first warm day of the year happens, everyone floods the the garden and the common. And, everyone pops off. But it's always like a week before we're about to leave. A week before yeah. the semester is over. So we it's just like it, Boston is Boston taunts us every year. Oh, every year. Boston is the biggest tease. uh, If you couldn't tell, Riley and I went to college together, um, graduated in the past now. Way in the past. Um, Way, way in the past. It really feels way in the past, but just because of COVID. Like, we basically graduated in March. Yeah, definitely. This, that kind of brings me into my next segment that I like to do with every guest, which is our creative history together. And I honestly, I think you're maybe my first guest that we have basically none. We have history together, but no creative history together. No creative history. I feel like it's kind of crazy that we don't, yeah. considering how many chances there were for me to have gotten into something with you creatively. Yeah. Especially last summer. Like, how did I not pop in a video? Like, it's kind of absurd. This is fair. Um, I'm feeling kind of offended at this point. I like, mean, if there, if there had been more videos, you would have you popped into one of them. There were, there were maybe three, I think. There's more videos to come, definitely. Yes. I, so, I will say that. So yeah, this will be the beginning of our creative history together. 
we have, I mean, we have the history that normal college friends would have. So much that can't be said on air as most college stories go. To begin our creative history on a momentous occasion such as episode 10 of The Writer's Room is exciting. It's so exciting. I don't have words for it. I guess we can move into the writing portion. And I'll start, I'll start by saying um, every, I don't ask any guest to catch up on the podcast. I don't think it's something that's, I don't think it's something that's completely necessary, but you are caught up on the podcast. Yeah. I am caught up. I'm aware. I'm in the know. Which is exciting. And I guess what I'll ask you is, what are you liking and what are you disliking? I'm really liking, and you know, I think this goes with the fact that I do know like half the people that have done yeah. it. I love to see everyone's flair come through. Mm-hmm. Um, like it is your writing in the end. Um, right. But I feel everyone's flair. I'm loving that. Every, I'm, it, it is like, like, even though I am writing the episodes, like they all have such different voices. You know they do. I mean? And especially because I was reading them even, just being like, what's going on? And I was like, I hear Kyle Gazorian in this. Yeah. I see Kyle in this. Yes. So it's very funny to see that. And then I also really like, you know, I love a good fas- faction vibe. I love mm-hmm. dystopian vibes. Like as a kid, those were the only books you could get me to read. I guess the baton has been passed to me. I think it's time for shit to go down. We've right. been dancing around shit going down and yeah. we've been giving so many good cliffs and I love everyone for that. I think it's time for shit to go down. Yes, it is episode 10 after all. It's episode 10. That's double digits. Well, I think it I think it's time I think, I think it's, it's time, time for you to reveal. So we talked a little bit before we started recording about what you were going to do and I said, "Stop. This must this must happen during recording." Must so, be a during the sesh. So you do you do have an idea, right? I do have an idea. I think I think it's it's time for the pitch. Yes. Okay, the pitch. I think it's time for just a teensy weensy time jump for Priscilla. Okay. Let's give it seven days from when Dusty was shot. Okay. It's revealed to us her dad's in a coma. It is revealed to us Dusty's in a coma. Everyone's in a coma. I think maybe it lights up Dusty's hospital room. I think she's going to be... Coma vibes in in the hospital room coma vibes it's horrible energy um she's kind of there i think she's kind of confessing um really what this marriage means to her and everything about her father to dusty who's in a coma right but because i'm dramatic dusty is aware of what's going on dusty can hear in a coma dusty is like holy fucking shit and i think in the coma the wheels are turning in dusty's head that you know maybe priscilla's a little crazy and maybe i was in love with an idea and not a marriage and i think that maybe we can hear that in dusty's head obviously like i would love a narration of what (laughs) dusty's thinking cool so i'm thinking that's how we start out and i'm thinking she's kind of saying you know i'm doing all of this to you know be able to stay on land you know kind of keep running shit and i think that dusty's kind of grossed out because that's not the priscilla he knew and i think that he kind of goes back and forth between like can i change her or like is this who she is now right i i have a i have a quick question is priscilla's like vibe in this is she sad because because she kind of because dusty got caught in the crosshairs unfairly is she just venting is she just talking to herself about how she's like pissed that this happened and that she needs her legs? I think she's venting. And I think that 
she doesn't even care that Dusty jumped because she was wearing a bulletproof vest. Whoa. I don't think she gives two shits yeah. that Dusty jumped. I really don't. That sounds harsh, but when you only care about power, you manipulate your childhood love. That's where Priscilla's head is at. I think she really just wants her legs at the end of the day. She's in love with her legs. Dusty's in love with her. Well, it's a love triangle and the legs are in love with Dusty. Yes, exactly. Is this one scene in it? Is the father like sitting next? Is the father laying next to Dusty? Is it like a, what? what is father, this room? Let's build the yeah. room a little bit. The room is like, it's kind of a shitty hospital because like Priscilla didn't even like have the means to like really give a shit. Okay. And I think that also her father is still in the water faction. And I think that Dustina also is in the hospital at this time, obviously. And I think that she hears the part where she's only there for the legs. I don't think she hears mermaid part. I want that to be left to Dusty's devices. So, so, so it just in terms of like sequence of events, we open on Dusty's hospital room and yeah. Priscilla's sitting there. She's venting. And do you think she, she starts with the mermaid stuff? I think she starts think, with the mermaid stuff. Yeah. Okay. Because I She's, think that shows, she doesn't really care that, about Dusty. Dusty is, right. you know. So I think, I think she probably starts out by venting about, like, how stupid this rule is that, like, I have to find love by 30. Like, I, we leave the legs part for when Dustina comes in, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she starts off by, like, kind of calling out mermaids as a whole and being like, why the fuck is this a thing? Like, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a businesswoman who has no time for love. This is really interfering with my plans. And then she starts talking about, and then we, we like, maybe we intercut between her talking about that and Dustina rushing into the hospital being like, where's my son? And then running through the hallways. And then you think, you think Priscilla transitions from talking about being a mermaid into the legs. And that's think, when, yeah. do you think, do you think the doors maybe open a crack and Dustina like yes. can only, he like Priscilla doesn't know that Dustina's heard yes. this? Okay. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what I'm thinking. Okay. And I'm thinking that when Priscilla leaves and like, a huff she totally sees that Dustina may have heard something and that's that and then she's on her way to the water faction okay cool um how okay yeah so she so she Priscilla finishes her vent bursts out of the room sees Dustina but she's kind of too bothered to care right yeah she's okay. not like worried about it at all so and then and then what so she she bursts out of the room passes Dustina and then do we see kind of do you want to see how she's getting to the water? Where are they now? Are they in the farm faction where he got shot? Um, yeah, I think they're in like a shit farm faction hospital. Okay, and she can say that too in her vent. She's like, why the yeah. fuck am I at this shitty hospital in this shitty mm -hmm. faction? Yeah. Okay. And then and then she leaves. Maybe, do, do you want to see her getting to the mermaid faction? Is she going to the water faction? She's probably going to the mermaid faction, right? Mermaid faction, yeah. Mermaid faction. I, and I think, I think that in between she should kind of get a call. I don't know from who. And I think, because I kind of want like a, I want to transition better than cut to Mermaid Faction. Right. I feel like maybe a call from one of her confidants, I really don't care who, who's like, these uprisings are going to happen. Like, this yeah. is like, we've been getting anonymous calls, like saying shit's going to go down. Cool. Can I, so, can I, can I pitch a character? Um, yes. The, the main character who has been like, you guys got to pay attention to this uprising has been Kiana. Yeah. this whole time so maybe kiana gives priscilla a call i think kiana should give priscilla a call and kind of you know and honestly feel free to add more to that call to make it juicier but i feel yeah. like we need to show priscilla that her reign is not even going well like as well as she thinks it is right 
Yeah, I mean, that is interesting. Like, we've, we know Priscilla is a president, but how good of a president is she? So, and this also coincides with, like, the uprising seems to be gaining momentum in the wasteland, you know? Mm-hmm. They're getting more and more people. Okay, this makes sense. So how does Priscilla get there? Let's talk about that. She tries to go incognito. Like, <laughs> she like doesn't try to even get a Marco to help her. She doesn't want any help. Like, she gets, like, an unmarked car and, like, goes to the mermaid faction and like goes under and like yeah. sneaks around to marco to even do the whole like getting uh, underwater no okay. one knows she's there she doesn't want anyone not even a marco okay. to know that she's there oh okay so how about this i think i think um because we have seen her in previous episodes she's gotten help from marcos to get down there but a twist from i think it was episode eight is that now the the wastelanders have some control over certain marcos so mm-hmm. in Kiana's phone call, she'd be like, "In heads up, there might be some com- there might be some compromised Marcos. Yeah. So like, look out for them." And Priscilla's like, "Okay, shit, I can't, I can't talk to yes, any Marcos exactly." Stuff. I'm thinking like she jumps behind something and then comes out in just like full like spy suit. Yes, that is exactly how I pictured suit. it. Yeah. So to get to the Mermaid Kingdom, she'd have to like go. Do you think she goes to the Water Faction and then dives down yeah. to the Mermaid Kingdom? I was okay. thinking she has some sort of incognito way in through the water faction. Yeah. What do you think that would be? I'm thinking maybe where the fish processing plants are um, there. So it's not even that incognito. Like she's going incognito, but there's still risk of her being seen. Now that I'm thinking about it, I kind of want someone to see her. Whoa. Who's seeing her? I'm thinking that little girl, that queen. That's exactly that what I was going to say. Yeah. Exactly I, she's got to see she's got to see what's going down because she's obviously you know part of all that yeah she has she's to also it. she's also a mermaid and yeah. to our knowledge so far she doesn't know of any other mermaids no so and maybe she, she has sees to see the president yeah, be a mermaid be a mermaid and then she's like that's representation yeah that's representation and then I, then I think she's gonna get some really bad news yeah I think I think yes I have yep that okay I'm really glad that just popped up yes that's that's cool Priscilla, what does she jump into? Like a, maybe like a tube, like a fish mm-hmm. tube? Um, yes, like a fish, one of those fish tubes, but then it has like a diverting tunnel. Yeah. This is going to be a fun like little spy movement montage kind of thing. I'm thinking so. And also I think that I want the little girl to piece together that she is the main lady her dad has been getting orders from. Whoa. I want her to piece that together maybe in the episode, if not future writers take note. Obviously, Priscilla's up to something in the mermaid faction, and I think she is doing another coma event to her dad. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe the episode's just called coma event. Like, I think it should be. Like, yeah. because there's vents. We're getting around in vents and tubes. Yeah. And, okay, now Priscilla has to climb through, like, air conditioning to make that <laughs> really funny. So, Lumi sees Priscilla dive into the water. Mm-hmm. Or dive into the tube. Or I think I think Lumi sees Priscilla dive into the water, and then she, Priscilla swims a little bit, and then hits the tube, yes. and then swims through the tube because we need Lumi to see Priscilla become a mermaid. So Priscilla, I'm thinking like this tube maybe spits Priscilla out like at uh, an entrance to the mermaid kingdom, mm-hmm. and then Priscilla just goes straight into the mermaid kingdom. Yes, totally. Okay. And then I think in the mermaid hospital where her dad is. I think Priscilla can swim through the vents there. Yes. And then pop into her dad's room. Yes. 
Because I think like the obvious reason for this is Priscilla, there are hits out on Priscilla. Like she, she can't, no one can know where she's going. No one can mm-hmm. know that she's seeing her dad because someone's trying to kill her. So then she gets to her dad. What does she say to her dad? She's kind of like, you know, I have done everything I can to like avenge whoever got you. Um, and then she's like, but that is kind of all I promised you. Yeah. She's like, you, you know, you didn't really raise me. And I think she's kind of having that moment of like, I'm really, I'm really pissed off at you for what you did, even though like there was obviously extenuating circumstances for you. Yeah. But I think that Priscilla is kind of like, I know things aren't going well for my reign on land and I don't know what it's going to look like. So I need to be ruler of something. I think she cuts the cords. Whoa. (laughs) She kills her dad. That's crazy. Okay. I think that her saying she doesn't want to rule underwater was a lie and a farce and I think that she would love to rule both that's nuts because we we never really got like a like she's obviously pissed because her yeah. dad waited until like she was 29 to tell her that at 30 she mm-hmm. has to become a mermaid and maybe that was a lot of her dad just being like I want you here like I want you to myself like yeah. I don't want you to keep your legs because I want you to live in the mermaid kingdom and be in the mermaid kingdom Exactly. And I think she kind of said, oh, you want to see selfish? Like, I'm going to kill you. And I also think that there's a way in which their conversation can go where it's kind of like, not warranted, but like, we kind of see that she, Priscilla is someone that can be hurt. And I think that maybe she goes a little more into her backstory of like, how many times she waited for him to like, be there for her. and He never was. Yeah. All, all that jazz of just kind of like, the baggage of having a mermaid father and then also he's the ruler yeah do you think do you think do you think there's like a specific instance in her childhood that he wasn't there for that was particularly traumatizing for her her first round of radish picking like she got a bundle and she was so proud yeah and she had no one in her family to celebrate that with and i think that like, every time she was picking those radishes, it was like, where are the people that are supposed to be there for me? Right. And at the end of the day, like, she, Priscilla, he, yeah, right, he didn't necessarily even raise Priscilla. Priscilla was raised on the farm. And there's obviously resentment there, because, like, he just dumped her, you know? He dumped mm-hmm. her on this farm and was like, I don't want to deal with you right now. And I think that Priscilla wants to rule, and I think that also she doesn't really know everything about this whole 29 to 30 leg thing yeah and I think that also her getting into power is her seeing if she can do anything about it or if her dad's being a prick and saying this is just the way it is around here this is so stupid like why are we accepting things the way they are you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I feel like as annoying as Priscilla can be she also like I feel like she wouldn't accept things the way they are I think you know she's trying the marriage route but I think that she would go the extra mile and say why don't I go to the source become ruler see if I can figure anything out in this one year I now have to like fight for my legs yeah that's nuts so she's gonna pull that plug are we hearing his internal monologue as well i think yes and i think not as much i think that what's revealed in like his monologue is like you don't know how hard it is to be a drag queen leader yeah and then also like which is like funny but also true like that's probably kind of hard yeah and then also like he's probably sorry obviously Mm -hmm. and then he's like if I made a few different changes, you wouldn't be doing this right now. And I can't even tell you that. It's going to be a heavy hitter, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe in his thoughts, there's more to learn about him, clearly. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a big character. I think that we realize that 
through his monologues that he couldn't have been there for her childhood. Yeah, why do you think so? I think the Mermaid Kingdom had pretty strict rules about, like, you know, if you're this child of the ruler, you should be a mermaid all the time, even though you don't have to be. He wanted his kid to experience freedom. Through that, she made some dicey choices. Yeah. And he never got to have that heart-to-heart. That is, that's, that's heavy. We're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting deep into the psyche. So what is, so do you want Priscilla leaving, Priscilla leaving Princely's room to be like the end of the episode before the twist? Yeah, because I, I think maybe, I just don't think there's anything more for Priscilla to do. I think that was it. I think so too. And I think we can be like, it can leave us with like a feeling of like, oh God, she's mad. She just killed her dad. What is she going to do now? Mm -hmm. Like what's, what's she about to go do? I feel like that's cool. So I think, I think now we kind of have the whole structure. We can get a little bit more. We're, we're, we're pretty detailed out. Um, I think maybe just talking a little bit more about what she talks about with her dad. Mm-hmm. So she gets, she, so she pops out into the vent, pops out from the vent, sits down. Oh, well, I guess maybe the call from Kiana. So what, yeah. so what, what is, so what's Kiana telling her? Kiana's telling her that like, we really need to pay attention to this, to this um, uprising. I think Kiana's kind of saying, no bullshit, like, this is the time to be, like, we have to enact some laws, and I think it's kind yeah. of gonna get fascist up in here, Yeah, which I think is topical, and I yeah. think, I think that, you know, Priscilla can kind of maybe give the go-ahead to some lockdowns of some kind, mm. like, like, a curfew, or, like, there's gonna be no celebrating after 5 p.m., mm-hmm. as long as these uprisings continue, like, it's gonna be, like, do you know an upriser? Like, here's a tip line, like all these types of things. And I think maybe on this phone call, she even's like, I'm only going to give aid out to people that pledge their loyalty to me. Whoa. Okay. So yeah, I kind of like, what do you think about a law of like, no inter, no inter faction traveling? Like if you're in a faction, you stay there. Yes. Yeah. So I like that lockdowns. It's getting crazy. Shit's hitting the fan. It's kind of like it's not concealed anymore. Because I feel like some mm-hmm. average folks in these factions kind of don't even know that the right. resistance has been popping off. And, like, it's kind of just been, like, for some people, unknown. And other people, like, you don't know about this. Right. So I feel like it's kind of like you can't avoid it anymore. There's posters everywhere. You can't, you have, your life has been disrupted by it. You can't mm-hmm. not notice the resistance. Okay, so that's what they're kind of talking about. Kiana's like, what restrictions do you want to, what restrictions do you want to enact? And then at the end, Kiana's like, oh, and we found a compromised Mark O. So be on the lookout for that too. You can't trust anyone. Yeah. And that's why she's like. And maybe, what do you think about this? Maybe Priscilla's like in like a black SUV being driven by a Mark O. And she like looks up and the Mark O locks eyes with her in the, in the rear view mirror. And then Priscilla just like dives out of the car. Yes, I need her to barrel roll out. Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. And then she makes it to the ice faction where Lumi is, where Priscilla can jump into the water, mermaid up, swim into a pipe, and then Mm -hmm. go see her father. And I also think that more of her motive for being the type of leader she is should be revealed. Okay. What do you What are you thinking? What What do you think her main motives are? What I'm thinking, besides like her need for control because like she just didn't have it which is like you know whatever that's yeah. not that special i think that she should say like no one knows how to like fend for themselves like i do so like i'm going to get this like i'm going to get everyone in order i'm going to get them in yeah. line they might not like it 
but it's what they need in the end to have a functioning society and to have the things that they like, like be abundant. Whoa. And so she's it like, is, maybe it's, it's basically like a fat, she's basically becoming a fascist. Yeah. She's becoming a fascist and she is completely like acting level-headed about it. Yeah. And like her dad can even be thinking like, sounds like a fascist dictator <laughs> if you ask me. And yeah. she's like, it's just what anyone in charge would do. Make the hard choices. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Not fascism, but no, the, don't, the way the I don't love it. Going. No, yeah. not a huge fascism guy. I would say a zero out of ten. Yeah, fascism no, is <laughs> yeah, fascism is a zero for me too. I feel like All we right. just outed ourselves, and like in ten yeah. years from now, we're going to be like locked up for that. Yeah, this is this is what's going to send us to prison. Yeah, this um, this is what does it. So, where do you want that to go? Where do you want? the revealing of her like what kind of leader she is to go in the episode do you want that to be like when she starts talking to her dad do you want that to be when she's talking to kiana or do you want that to be like on the way to seeing her dad i think inklings during kiana she's kind of like this is what we have to do to maintain law and order okay it's kind of all she's going to say to kiana and then to her dad she's kind of like but this makes sense to me because xyz yeah i like that and that that's kind of what she can lead off on when she's talking mm-hmm. to her dad, because that's what she's thinking about us, which you just talked about with Kiana. And then she can really get into like how her dad wasn't there for her and stuff. Exactly. Um, okay. And then she pulls the plug. And then she literally pulls the plug. Do you think it's in a fit of rage? Do you think it's very calculated? Do you think she's like in this, do you think, do you think it's like, like she's yelling, 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 and then she just pulls it out of rage? Or do you think it's something that like, she kind of gradually comes to the conclusion that this is something she has to do? I think she, like, crescendos into a rage that's, like, kind of disturbing. Yeah. And then it trails off to, like, she's way too calm. Yeah, yeah. And then she pulls it. It's almost like a fake out. Like, she's okay now. Like, we, we, like, she's really mad. We're like, oh, shit, what's she going to do? And then she kind of calms down. Where it's almost like a fake out where we're like, okay, she's, like, not going to do anything crazy. And then she Honestly, maybe she even heads to the door. Whoa. And she does, like, a turnaround, and she's like, just to be sure that things go my way crazy she pulls the plug leaves and that's not even the big twist guys no you don't even that's like that's the craziest thing that's happened on this podcast and that's not even the big twist of the episode and this i mean it had to happen episode 10 it had to happen okay i do you think episode 10 could also be called (laughs) it had to happen it had to happen (laughs) i think that might be the name that we go with yeah okay yeah I, i feel like we i feel like i feel like we have the what we need i think we do too i feel confident in that thanks 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 for thanks for joining riley absolutely it was an honor it was truly an honor you really yeah you you really came through on your promise of absolutely stuff's gonna happen do you have anything to plug um i'm gonna plug that i'm a really cool person and one day when i do things you should follow them and i'm sure cam will share them when i do them yeah. But for now, everyone, give my Insta a follow. You know, double tag your favorite pics. I just reviewed the Charlie drink, so let me know what you think. I am actually seriously considering vlogging, though. Like, I'm at that point in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's, it's fun. A good vlog is fun. I think um, if, you, if you like reviews, I've kind of made my – I've kind of made – staked my claim on reviews by reviewing yeah. um, the, the MBTA. Yes. They're actually pretty popular. Like – I, um, there's like an MBTA memes Facebook page and, really? and I was like, I posted my, my most recent one and I went to, I went to like post it in that post a video in that yeah. Facebook group and someone had already posted it in there. 
someone that I didn't know. Did you feel famous? I felt a little bit famous, but um, it's, I think it's, it's just like, I have a very niche following of MBTA lovers. You have like numtots. You have the people (laughs) of the world that are very into transportation. Yes. I feel like those are the people you need. And I think, I think the railheads could be my crowd. I could even see you calling your fans the railheads. No altering for your name or anything. I could, I could, I could distance myself from in the in the coming years i could distance myself from train reviews altogether and my fans would still be the rail the railheads absolutely so if, if you're a fan of this podcast you're a railhead now all the railheads listening shout out shout out railheads um and yeah well so typically i have the the writer have a cameo in the in the reading do you do you have a do you have like a small one-line character that you want to put in the in the, in the script? yeah i would love to be the nurse that finds the king dead. Maybe we'll probably just call the nurse Riley. What do you think? Yeah, I think that is a really nice honor, and I like the ambiguity of like Riley is a gender ambu- ambiguous na- ambiguous yes. Jesus name. So it's like, what is Nurse Riley's story? You don't know. Maybe the next podcast, the next story, can be the the backstory of Nurse Riley. <laughs> the backstory. And how Nurse Riley got to where they are now. That would be so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, okay. Uh, well, let's get into the reading. Thanks, thanks for yes. thanks for writing with me, Riley. Absolutely. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Welcome back, everyone. We're in the reading portion of the show. I'm joined by my episode ten cast. We have one new voice actor joining us today, playing Nurse Riley. We have. Riley Winkus. Hello, everyone. And then we also have six returning voice actors playing Priscilla Precious. We have... Hi, everyone. This is Isabella Morano. Love you. Playing Dusty Leftovers. We have... Hello, it's Ryan Watts. Happy to be back, as always, and glad I am still alive. Playing Dustina Leftovers. We have... Sam Yates. Hi, guys. Thrilled to be returning. Playing... Mark O, we have... It's Ronick. It's me. Playing Kiana Baines, we have... Hi, everyone. Um, Chantal Encalada here again. Thanks for having me. Playing Lumi, we have... Hello, I'm Grace Azarito. And playing Princely Precious, we have... Hi, everyone. I am Zach Honer. All right, let's get into the reading. Interior Dusty's Hospital Room. Farm Faction Day. Dusty lays in a hospital bed. Beeping machines sprout tubes attached to his body. Interior Hospital Hallway Day. Priscilla marches down the hallway with a determined look on her face. Interior Dusty's Hospital Room Day. Dusty lays in bed. We hear his internal monologue as he thinks to himself. Well, this sucks. Priscilla bursts into the room. Priscilla, my love, thank God you're here. You fucking dumbass. Oh. Priscilla rips open her shirt to reveal a bulletproof vest. I was wearing a bulletproof vest, idiot. I always do. And because you thought you needed to be a big man and protect me, I'm gonna lose my legs because of this stupid mermaid rule. Huh? Priscilla collapses into the chair next to him. She sighs and puts her face in her hands. What mermaid 
rule. It's honestly not your fault. It's the fucking mermaids. I mean, if you weren't stupid, I wouldn't be in this situation, but if I wasn't a mermaid, then you wouldn't be in that situation, so. Interior hospital hallway, same time. Dustina rushes into the hospital. Where's my son? Interior Dusty's hospital room, same time. Priscilla stands and starts pacing. Dusty continues to think to himself. You're a mermaid? I can't believe it. I really just can't believe it. My fucking dad. He thinks I can find love in a year? One year before my 30th birthday? What are you talking about? Interior hospital hallway, same time. Dustina approaches Dusty's room. She sees the door is slightly open. Priscilla's voice drifts through the open door. Dustina frowns and slows her approach. Priscilla. Interior Dusty's hospital room, same time. Priscilla continues to pace. Maybe it's karma. Maybe it's because I just wanted to marry you to keep my legs. Am I a bad person? What are you talking about? No, I'm not, I'm not a bad person. I'm, I'm good. I'm a good ruler. I do, I do good things for people. No one could ever make the choices I make every day. Priscilla, you're scaring me. God, I'm gonna lose my legs. I'm gonna lose my legs. I'm gonna lose my legs. Priscilla turns and runs out of the room. Interior hospital hallway, same time. Priscilla bursts out and runs away from the room, directly past Dustina. She stands by the doorway, shocked. You're going to lose your legs? Exterior hospital, moments later. Priscilla rushes out of the hospital. She looks desperately to her right and sees a large shrub. She dives behind the shrub. After a beat, she jumps out wearing an all-black stealth suit. Incognito time. Priscilla sprints off into the wheat of the farm faction. Exterior farm faction, continuous. Priscilla runs through the wheat. She hears someone ahead of her and barrel rolls to her left and out of sight just as a whistling farmer strolls past. Priscilla continues to run. She vaults over a hay bale and immediately tucks into a barrel roll under a grazing mule. As she stands to her feet, she hears a car approaching. Priscilla narrows her eyes and picks up speed. Exterior clearing, moments later. Priscilla bursts into a circular clearing in the wheat. She stands silent for a moment until she hears the car barreling towards her. Priscilla does another barrel roll as a black SUV flies past. It skids to a stop. A Mark O rolls down the driver's side window. Hop in, ma'am. Priscilla smiles and runs to the car. Interior car, continuous. Priscilla slides into the backseat of the car. Hit it, Mark O. Mark O steps on the gas and the car shoots off into the wheat. As they go, Priscilla slides on dark sunglasses. Mark O glances at her in the rear view mirror. If I may ask, ma'am, what's with the ghetto? Someone's after me. No one can know I'm here. Priscilla's cell phone rings. She picks it up. Kiana, what's the word? Kiana answers on the other end. Hello, Madam President. We've received some bad news. Spit it out! I don't have all day. The uprising is gaining ground. Word is they have operatives in every faction. Okay. Shut down interfaction travel. We'll squeeze these suckers until they pop. Got it. One more thing, President Precious. Mark O looks into the rearview mirror at Priscilla. We found a compromised Mark O. 
His whole mainframe has been rewired. We think the resistance got to him. The car's surroundings turn from wheat to ice and snow as the car enters the ice faction. So trust no one. Priscilla looks up and locks eyes with Mark O in the rearview mirror. A beat of silence. Priscilla kicks the door open and jumps out of the car. Exterior ice faction, continuous. Priscilla does a barrel roll into the ice and dives into a pile of snow. The SUV drives away. Priscilla bursts out of the snow and sprints into the ice faction. Exterior Lumi's house, same time. Lumi hums happily to herself as she builds a snowman. She hears crunching on a hill above her. She looks up to see Priscilla as she sprints through the snow. Whoa, the mean lady. Lumi watches her go. Exterior docks, moments later. Priscilla reaches a dock. She hides behind a snow pile from the swarm of fishermen. Priscilla continues to creep along the snowbank until she finds a quiet spot. Priscilla leaps out from behind the snowbank and sprints towards the water. She leaps and expertly dives in. As she sinks, her mermaid tail peeks out above the surface and splashes as it submerges. Behind the snowbank, Lumi watches with wide eyes. No way! Exterior ocean, continuous. Priscilla swims downward toward a big pipe that sucks in fish. She braces herself and swims headfirst into the pipe. Interior pipe, continuous. Priscilla shoots through the pipe. She squints against the rushing water. She flies through the pipe until exterior mermaid kingdom continuous. The pipe shoots her out into the mermaid kingdom. She somehow does a barrel roll in the water and swims down toward the city. I'm coming, dad. Interior Princely's hospital room, later. Princely lays in a hospital room almost identical to Dusty's. He is also covered in wires sprouting from beeping machines. Just like Dusty, we hear Princely's internal monologue in voiceover. This is simply no fun. On the ceiling, an air vent grate falls to the ground. Priscilla drops down from the air vent in the ceiling. Priscilla? Hello, father. Priscilla sits in a chair next to Princely's bed. She sighs. I need your advice. Anything, dear. My rule isn't going as well as I would have hoped. People just aren't happy with me, and I don't know why. You've ruled the Mermaid Kingdom for so many successful years. I wish I could ask for your advice. Ask away, daughter. I don't know how to make them know how good they have it. They're, like, really lucky I'm their leader. But for some reason, they just want to take me down. At a certain point, they're just hurting themselves. I'm just going to keep tightening restrictions and increasing mandates until they can see that. But I don't know if they ever will. I don't know if they'll realize what's best for them. Oh, Priscilla. Is it my fault people hate me? It can't be. I'm a good leader. No, it's not your fault. If it's not my fault, maybe, maybe it's yours. She looks up at Princely. Maybe if you hadn't dumped me at some farm and actually let me learn how to be rich and smart, then I would know what to do. And maybe if you had told me earlier about the whole leg situation, then I wouldn't have had just a year to figure it out and I could have led without a distraction. I'm so sorry, Priscilla, but it's complicated. I I wanted you to stick to your roots. You were such a shitty dad. It's actually unbelievable. You dump me on this farm and I never hear from you until you send some message woman to pick me up. 
You missed so many things in my life. My first radish picking? I still have that radish. And where were you? Out schmoozing it up in some club just because you didn't want to deal with your responsibilities. But I knew what you would become. I wanted you to have freedom some carefree years before you were stuck in this life. Maybe, maybe it was for the best. Maybe it made me who I am today. A leader. Priscilla stands up on her mermaid tail. You know what? The mermaid kingdom needs a leader like me. I can rule both worlds just fine. Better than you ever could. My daughter, what have I done to you? Priscilla swims toward the door. I'm so sorry. Priscilla stops. Actually, just to make sure I get what I want. Priscilla swims over to her father's bed. Goodbye, Dad. Priscilla pulls out all the power cords for Princely's machines. His heart rate monitor spikes, then flattens. Princely dies. Priscilla smiles and swims to the door. She takes one last look at her father and exits. Soft words can be heard above. Oh my god! Lumi sits in the air vent Priscilla came out of. She watches the scene with wide eyes. Nurse Riley strolls into the room. She looks at a clipboard. All right, Mr. Precious, what do we got going on today? She looks up at Princely's body. Soccer Blue! He's dead! A Mark O rolls out from under the bed. An electrical cord plugged into his chest connects to a machine on the wall. A screen covering its face reads, Conscience Upload Complete. The Marco unplugs the cord in his chest to reveal Princely's face. Robot Princely pulls out a gun and shoots Nurse Riley in the head. Robot Princely swims out of the room, cut to black. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this mid-season finale of The Writer's Room. I'm putting all of our actors' info in the description, as well as Riley's info, as she was the guest on the episode. Also, if you have time to listen to this podcast, you have time to sign some petitions. I'm going to put three new petitions or funds for causes that I like in the description each week, so please go sign those. Also, thank you to Austin Woolsey for all the music, the intro, the transitions, the underscore, and the outros, so check him out in the description as well. Also, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes. It helps a lot to get the podcast out there. We just launched the Plump Goose YouTube channel where we post highlights from all our projects. And if you're interested in some writer's room highlights, I'm posting audio clips of just the scripted portions of the show. So if you want to catch up on only the story or if that's really the only thing that you listen for, then check the podcast description for the Plump Goose YouTube channel and subscribe. If you have any feedback or suggestions, please email thewritersroompodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to read the scripts for the episodes, they are all collected at www.plumpgoose.co. Just go to the Writers Room page. As this was the mid-season finale, we're going to be taking a break while we make these upcoming five episodes. Just think like real-life TV show style. So we'll see you in a few weeks with the next batch of episodes. If you want to make sure to catch them, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and 
subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So stay tuned, everyone. Thanks. Plump Goops Podcast.